Hello, word nerds. Welcome to the Dictionary Podcast. It's not called the Dictionary Podcast. It's just called the Dictionary. Um, and I am very grateful for you who turned it on to listen. Uh, what what context do you listen to this in? Is it uh, is it in your earbuds, your headphones? Uh, do you listen to it in the car, by yourself, with your family? Do you have a store where this is just playing in the background? I don't know. So many, so many different ways to listen to this. Okay, let's talk about the words. The first word is the first form of continental. C-O-N-T-I-N-E-N-T-A-L. Adjective from 1755. One, oh, sorry, 1A. Of relating to or characteristic of a continent. This stuff that we talked about in the last episode. The big land masses, as in continental waters. And then specifically, and this one would be often capitalized, of or relating to the continent of Europe, excluding the British Isles. Sorry, British Isles, you're getting excluded from the continent. I need to find more information on why it's called the continent. And then when B is often capitalized, of relating to or being a cuisine derived from the classic dishes of Europe and especially France. Continental food. So fancy, I think. 2A is often capitalized, of or relating to the colonies later forming the U.S., as in Continental Congress. Uh, the, the colonies made a Congress, and it was called the Continental Congress. That's what I'm gathering from this. And then they became the states that formed the United States of America. To be, being the part of the U.S. of the North American continent. Also, being the part of the U.S. comprising the lower 48 states. Continentally is an adverb. Okay, uh, what is my sound effect? I think uh, I think it's a uh, burp. It's not meant to be a burp sound. It's just a very low, weird sound. Burp. That sounds too much like a burp. Whatever, it's fine. It is the second form of continental noun from 1777, and I just realized I forgot to sing a song about context. How did I do that? I forgot. Maybe I'll do two songs later this episode. Um, okay, second form of continental noun from 1777. 1A is often capitalized. An American soldier of the revolution in the Continental Army. And that would be, you know, back to the last one, the, uh, the 48 states. 1B1, a piece of continental paper currency. Is that also related to... America? The continental paper currency? Is that what it's called? 1B2. The least bit. That is the whole definition. The least bit. As in the example, not worth a continental. I feel like that would be connected to this paper currency thing, but I have never heard of this before. That was interesting. Number two. An inhabitant of a continent and especially the continent of Europe. Again, what's with Europe being called the continent? Moving on. 
It is Continental Breakfast, two words, noun from 1896, and the C is often capitalized. It is a light breakfast. (laughs) That's literally the whole definition except for an example, which is as of rolls or toast and coffee. If you go to a hotel, you may get a continental breakfast, and it's uh, usually, yeah, I think it's included in the price, and you get uh, you get a handful of things that are that you can eat. It's usually nothing too fancy, too great. Maybe if you're lucky, they have a waffle maker, but that's pretty rare. But yeah, it's usually uh, yeah bread, uh, toast, coffee, maybe a, some cereals, maybe some yogurt, probably some fruit. Um, yeah, depend muffins, bagels. They may have things like that too, but mostly it's it's usually just a small little breakfast thing. Next word is continental drift. Two words, noun from 1926. A slow movement of the continents on a deep-seated viscous zone within the earth. Compare to plate tectonics. So this has been happening for many, many, many years. Millions and billions of years. There are the tectonic plates on the earth and they move. And... With that, the continents move. You probably have heard of Pangaea, which is when all of the the land masses were all together in one big land mass. I think it was called Pangaea. And then over the years, as the plate the tectonic plates have moved, then the the continents have moved and they have landed where they are now, but they are still moving. Literally, they are still moving. Uh, we, we, each country, each landmass moves a little bit every year because the plate tectonics are moving. So this is called continental drift. I remember that show, uh, ooh, they just brought the wonder years. I think it was the wonder Years show when I was a kid in the eighties. Uh, it, it was a show about a family in the fifties, fifties, sixties. And in their classroom, probably junior high or high school classroom, the science teacher was playing a movie, and at the time, they said, the continents are moving, and we think in another, I don't know what it said, 50 years, million years, whatever it was, it's gonna, it might look like this, and it was just a picture of a dog. It said, the continents are going to look like a dog, and uh, that's a pretty funny thought because the, the chances are pretty good that the continents are never going to look like something real something actual something you know very obvious i could talk more about this in iceland it iceland is on two plate two tectonic plates and so the continental drift is literally pushing the country apart in the middle ish area there's a whole big chasm that's being created it's being pulled apart in two different directions okay we're gonna move on Two, continental shelf. Two words, noun from 1892. A shallow submarine plane of varying width, width, W-I-D-T-H, forming a border to a continent and typically ending in a comparatively steep slope to the deep ocean floor. There is a picture of this continental shelf. Um, so let's see. So we're looking at the shore and water from, uh, the side view. Uh, let's see on the left side is, is the landmass. There's some mountains. And then 
the shore, it starts to go down, down into the right. That's where it's, you know, then there's water. And that's where the water happens. So we have some things to point out. There's five things. Number one is uh, is the seashore. It's the shore of the land right before you get to the water. Number two is the actual continental shelf. Uh, and so this is a part where it's underwater and it's relatively flat. It, it's going down, it's sloping down a bit, but it's not too not too sudden. But then it's it's the uh, it's the continental shelf because right after that is number three, which is the continental slope. And right there it slopes down real fast. It goes much deeper into the water. So you got to be careful about the edge of the continental shelf. Watch out for the continental slope. Uh, after that, it starts to level out again. And you know, every shore, every place where water and land meet, it's all going to be different. But uh, this is this is uh, common enough where they, these things have names. And you'll probably find it a lot around the world. So four is the uh, abyssal plain. So this is after number three. The land has sort of flattened out again. And it's like a plain. Like, you know like a plane of grass on the land, but it's underwater. And it's the the abyssal plane. There's that movie, The Abyss, which is, you know, it's just a thing that's like way down deep and big, and I don't even know what the actual definition of abyss is. Maybe I should go back and listen to my own episode where I said that. Um, and uh, it's, it's the abyssal plane probably because it's pretty deep, I would assume. And then finally, we have number five, which is called Sea Mount, S-E-A, Mount, one word, and it uh, it just looks like a little, maybe hill, little something in the abyssal plain that just sticks up. It's a patch of land that uh, sticks out of the, uh, the plain. That's what it is. Okay. Well, so number three from that thing was the continental slope. That is our next word. <clears throat> Noun from 1900. The comparatively steep slope from a continental shelf to the ocean floor. I probably should have read that before I described the picture, but that's not not how it happened. Next word is contingence. Noun from circa 1531. The synonym is contingency, which is our next word. And two, the synonym is tangency. T-A-N-G-E-N-C-Y, tangency. It's like going on a tangent. Next word is contingency, noun from 1561. One, the quality or state of being contingent. Two, a contingent event or condition, as 2A, an event, as an emergency, that may but is not certain to occur. A, con- a contingent event or condition. And the example, uh, the sub-definition, an event that may happen, but it's not certain to happen. It's a, it's a con- so yes, we're, we're um, contingency. I'm trying to quickly think of more words to say about this. Um, you're, something may happen like an emergency, so you gotta have a, a contingency, a contingency plan just in case this thing happens. What are we gonna do in case it happens? Is that a, is that a good, a good way to say that? Okay. Then we have to be, oh no, no, there's an example. 
uh, trying to provide for every contingency. So many, so many different options could happen. Okay, to be something liable to happen as an adjunct to or result of something else. And a synonym for all is juncture. Next word is contingency fee. Two words, noun from 1905. A fee for services, as of a lawyer, paid upon successful completion of the services and usually calculated as a percentage of the gain realized for the client. And this is called also contingent fee. Uh, So let me see if I understand this. Uh, A lawyer is going to help somebody out. And if the person wins and they're going to win money, let's say they win a million dollars, then the uh, the lawyer will get the contingency fee. If this contingency happens, if this thing happens, if they win the money, then maybe the lawyer will take 5%, 10%. I don't know whatever percent that is. I don't know it's normal. So then they would make some pretty good money in that case. Next word is contingency table. Two words, noun from 1904. A table of data or data in which the row entries tabulate the data according to one variable and the column, and the column entries tabulate it according to another variable, and which is used especially in the study of the correlation between variables. So the rows tabulate it one way, the columns tabulate it another way, and then you can have a party with all your data. Next and last word is uh, both forms of the word contingent, C-O-N-T-I-N-G-E-N-T, first form, adjective from the 14th century. One, likely but not certain to happen. Synonym is possible. Two, not logically necessary, and the, uh, especially the synonym empirical, not Logically necessary. Hmm, interesting. 3A, happening by chance or unforeseen causes. 3B, subject to chance or unseen effects. And the synonym is unpredictable. Many events and things are unpredictable and you don't know if they're going to happen or not. So they are contingent. 3C, Intended for use in circumstances not completely foreseen. I think you can probably see a pattern in all of this. Four, dependent on or conditioned by something else. As in the example, payment is contingent on fulfillment of certain conditions. And that, of course, is a very good example. Uh, Another way to say, uh, to talk about contingency fee. You know, that's connected. Payment is contingent on fulfillment of certain conditions. If certain conditions happened, uh, like the, the person winning their legal case, then there will be some payment. Five, not necessitated, determined by free choice. Two portions of the same definition. Not necessitated and also determined by free choice. A synonym for all is the word accidental, and contingently is an adverb. 
The etymology says this is from Latin, the verb contingere. I feel like we've seen this before. It means to have contact with or befall. Uh, from tangere, which means to touch. And there's more at the word tangent. Last word is the second form of contingent, noun from 1548. One, something contingent. Synonym is contingency. And two, a representative group. Synonyms are delegation and detachment, as in a diplomatic contingent. So those were all the words. They were continental, continental breakfast, continental drift, continental shelf, continental slope, contingence, contingency, contingency fee, contingency table, and contingent. Hmm. Well, I think I'm just going to pick continental breakfast as the word of the episode because it has to do with food and I like food and it helps me live and survive. So now I maybe need to sing two songs for context and continental breakfast. Uh, let's see. Ooh, okay. Um, hmm. What is the context of your continental breakfast? Those sort of rhymed. What would the context be of your breakfast? Is the context of the hotel? Is I'm not. I'm not feeling motivated to to put this much energy into that. I love me some continental breakfast because I get some food, but often I can't eat anything because it's not vegan. Maybe I'll have some dry toast. <laughs> There's no melody to that whatsoever. Um, all right, let's read the holidays. And, uh, okay, okay, here is the first one. In Mongolia, it is Constitution Day. In Cape Verde, it is Democracy Day. In Togo, it is Liberation Day. In lots of places, Russia, Belarus, Ukraine, Serbia, Montenegro, Republic of Spurska, North Macedonia, it is Old New Year's Eve. So maybe New Year's Eve used to happen... 13, 14 days later than it does now. Um, And then relatedly, in Ukraine, Russia, and Belarus, it is Malanka. Let's see. It is the sidereal winter solstice. There's celebrations for that. Uh, Let's see. Lots of of, uh, South and Southeast Asian cultures, it's saying. Um, Relatedly, it, it is Bogi in Andhra Pradesh and Tamil Nadu. It is Lori in Punjab, Haryana, and Himachal Pradesh, and Uruka in Assam. It is Stephen Foster Memorial Day in the U.S. I don't know who he was. Sorry. In Berbers, it is Yenayer. And we're checking this page now. Okay, Day of Russian Press in Russia. It is the iHeartRadio Music Awards. That's the thing that's happening. Um, It is also in the fun holidays page, Healthy Weight, Healthy Look Day. Uh, Korean American Day. Make Your Dream Come True Day. National Peach Melba Day. Shows a picture of what I assume is a peach melba. It looks like it's got some peaches and maybe ice cream and whipped cream and a cherry. National Rubber Ducky Day. National Sticker Day. 
Public Radio Broadcasting Day. And we will check one more page just in case we didn't miss anything. National Gluten-Free Day. So go gluten-free today if you want. Um, yep, that's it. That's all the stuff. Thank you very much for listening. And until next time, this is Spencer Dispensing Information. Goodbye.